I'm Josh Escovito with Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Scott Hervey from Weintraub Tobin. So Jack in the Box absolutely popped the spring over cryptocurrency marketplace FTX infringing its mascot. We're going to talk about that on this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. In November this year, fast food chain Jack in the Box sued cryptocurrency marketplace FTX over an allegedly infringing mascot. Scott, do I have that right? Yes, you do. So some background first. FTX is a cryptocurrency exchange that was launched in 2019. Uh, when it was launched, FTX engaged in a fairly aggressive marketing campaign, which included commercials running during the MLB as FTX became an MLB sponsor, and also during the Super Bowl. One of those commercials included this character named Lunar, uh, and they also refer to him as the Moon Man. And that's where the trouble begins. So let's take a look at the commercial. I'm not saying my life was perfect before MLB and FTX started calling long home runs moon blasts, but now things have gotten more challenging. Aim for the moon, they say. Maybe the moon is tired of being a target. Well, if they can go to the moon, then so can I. The FTX app allows me to trade crypto safely and easily. To the moon! Or to me, I guess. FTX, official crypto exchange of MLB. Seriously? So Jack in the Box is not happy over FTX's Moon Man character. Not in the least. In its complaint, Jack in the Box references various tweets regarding the FTX Moon Man, like, oh look, it's Walmart Jack in the Box, or it's a dirty Jack in the Box thing, and Jack in the Box drugged up cousin. One Twitter user even tweeted a public post directly at FTX stating, hey, at FTX official, your mascot doesn't look like the moon. He looks like Jack in the Box with skin cancer. <laughs> Fairly funny, but I don't think Jack in the Box found it funny at all. Jack in the Box claims that FTX uh, Moon Man character constitutes copyright infringement, trademark dilution, trademark infringement, and unfair competition in violation of California law. Now, I want us to talk about the dilution claim because I think there's some interesting things there to talk about. The Federal Trademark Dilution Act of 1996, which was substantially revised by the Trademark Dilution Revision Act of 2006, addresses trademark dilution, including dilution by tarnishment and dilution by blurring. Dilution by blurring arises from the association arising from the similarity between a mark or trade name and a famous mark that impairs the distinctiveness of the famous mark. The act sets out factors which the court has to consider when determining whether dilution by blurring has occurred. Those factors are the degree of inherent or acquired distinctiveness of the famous mark, the degree of similarity between the secondary mark and the famous mark, the extent to which the owner of the famous mark is engaging in substantially exclusive use of that mark, the degree of recognition of the famous mark, whether the user of the secondary mark intended to create an association with the famous mark, and if there is any actual association between the secondary mark and the famous mark. Dilution by blurring focuses solely on the lessening of the distinctiveness of a famous mark, even when consumers are not confused as to the source of the goods or service. An example of this would be if a soap company named one of its bars of soap Google. Jack in the Box also alleges dilution by tarnishment. 
Tarnishment is association arising from the similarity between a famous mark and the secondary mark that harms the reputation of the famous mark. That's correct, Josh. In its complaint, Jack in the Box alleged that the uh, Moon Man is a poor quality copy of the Jack in the Box character. And uh, as such, FTX's use of the Moon Man in advertising has tarnished Jack's reputation or blurred consumers' association of Jack with FTX's shoddy Moon Man. A tarnishment claim focuses on the threat to the commercial value of the famous mark. The argument is that the secondary mark may damage the commercial value of the famous mark because consumers will associate it with a lack of quality or unwholesomeness of the infringer's goods or services. So is this a slight by Jack in the Box? Is Jack in the Box claiming that FTX's cryptocurrency exchange is subpar? No, Jack in the Box does not allege that FTX's exchange is subpar or otherwise lacking in quality. Rather, the focus is on the Moon Man character itself. Jack in the Box claims that the Moon Man character is subpar and inferior, not FTX's services. I don't know if this will carry the day for um, a dilution by tarnishment claim. So what do you think about the dilution by blurring claim? Well, whether or not FTX's use of its Moon Man uh, impairs the distinctiveness of Jack in the Box's mark is, it's a tough one to determine in the abstract. And I will say when I polled some of my colleagues this afternoon, I, I, I did get a mixed result. It's likely going to be a war of experts, right? The experts will likely argue about whether Jack in the Box's character is famous, whether the Moon Man is similar enough to Jack in the Box's character, and whether dilution is likely. I think Jack is famous. I think the last two points will probably be the key issues. I agree, Josh. One case which may give us some ideas to how this all might play out is Starbucks versus Wolfboro Coffee. Starbucks sued this coffee shop in New Hampshire that was using the name Mr. Charbucks on a coffee blend that the coffee shop sold in store and over the internet. Now, uh, the court found that the Starbucks mark was famous and distinctive. No big surprise there, right? But the court also found that Starbucks did not show a likelihood of dilution. Uh, in finding that the marks as used in the marketplace just were not similar enough, the court found that Mr. Charbucks, Charbucks was playfully dissimilar to the Starbucks mark. And while the court did find Starbucks and Charbucks to be strongly similar, the court said that the allegedly diluting marks must be viewed in the commercial context in which consumers are likely to encounter it. So in looking at the commercial context, in which consumers encounter the FTX Moon Man, we have to think about the fact that this Moon Man commercial, um, it's, it's part of a play on the word moonblast, which is uh, a phrase or a word used in the MLB to refer to a long home run or home run that's more than 425 feet. And this is also used to promote FTX's status as the official cryptocurrency exchange brand of the MLB. And they actually have a promotion going where FTX will donate certain amount of money to charity for every moon blast during the season. 
And also, the term moon is used kind of as a term of art within the cryptocurrency space. It's used to identify a coin that investors believe will skyrocket. Yeah, I think this is an interesting situation, Scott. I think that you know, you've pointed out the, the fact that the context is, is something that has to be considered. And I, I'm just not sure if the character is going to be close enough to Jack to create that sort of an issue. Although with that said, I suppose the fact that there are that many tweets out there that make reference or make some sort of comparison between uh, the Moon Man and Jack, it does give me pause and, and it does lead me to believe that you may be correct. This is going to end up being a, a battle of the experts. Uh, I can't help but wonder, just this is a little bit off the main subject here, but referring to the Starbucks case, I can't help but wonder if there was a, a defense under the Rogers versus Grimaldi case that we've discussed so many times about there just having to be a scintilla of creativity being involved and there being a First Amendment defense. But that's just something that crossed my mind and I figured it was worth bringing up. Well, there wasn't that. Remember, we're just at the complaint stage, um, but I assume that this case will be... Um, vigorously defended. Uh, you know, FTX is a fairly well-funded uh, cryptocurrency exchange. And, um, I, you know, I don't think that they're going to back down from this moon man. As a matter of fact, it seems they seem to be doubling down and, and, and engaging in a, a number of promotions with the moon man. So, Scott, you know, I just mentioned Rogers versus Grimaldi, and we're obviously here in the Ninth Circuit. So I you know, logically, the next step I take is looking to VIP Products LLC versus Jack Daniels property uh, and the holding there. So do you think that has any applicability here? True, the case dealt with a tarnishment claim, not a blurring claim, but the non-commercial use of a mark is expressly excluded from being actionable as blurring or tarnishing. In VIP, the court stated that speech is non-commercial if it does more than propose a commercial transaction, and that the use of a mark may be non-commercial, even if it's used to sell a product. I went back and forth, Josh, over the applicability of VIP here. Uh, commercials are generally considered to be commercial speech, not non-commercial speech, but that seems to be mostly in the context of First Amendment cases. And yes, this is a, a, a highly comical commercial. Um, and, you know, content that's generally considered a mix of commercial speech and expressive elements might get some differing treatment. Now, in VIP, the question is, was the Ninth Circuit hinting that this type of mixed speech should be considered non-commercial speech for the purpose of a dilution claim? Maybe. I don't know. I, um, you know, if you... If you look at the wording of the statute, it seems to be, you know, bright line, right? Non-commercial versus commercial. But I don't know if I were the lawyers for FTX, this is certainly one of the arguments I would be making. But I guess we're just going to have to wait and see what happens. We'll definitely have to keep an eye on this one. It's very interesting. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for tuning into this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and podcast. And if you're interested in additional content, and I know you are, visit our website at theiplawblog.com. Thank you. <laughs>